This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot. We drink during the recording and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? All right. So we are here for episode 61. It's another paranormal potluck. Yeah. Woo-woo. Um, anywho's, if we did have a real potluck, what would your dish be? Mm. I want to be different, right? Okay. So I want to bring a blood sausage. Oh no. Uh you know what I was thinking? The the thing that Eva made for the Super Bowl party, the little weenies and the barbecue sauce and <laughs> little, grape jelly or little, something. Little smokums? Yeah, little, little smokies. Those were good. I could eat like a whole bowl of those. But anyways. How about well, you, Jesse? I mean <laughs> Oh sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, man. Something like I don't know, like a big spread of like a loaded baked potato, but with like Ooh. mac and cheese, bacon, yeah. that kind of stuff. Delicious. Maybe like some chopped up prime rib all over it. Ooh. You know, really make yeah. it. Yeah. That starch meat <laughs> goodness. <laughs> well, I always volunteer Jesse to make the food anyways. So there's that. All righty. So. Uh, now that we know what dishes we would bring, anywho's, you can uh, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere the major podcasts are listened to, even some of the smaller places. Um, you can find us on social media, both Facebook and Instagram, or Let's Chat Paranormal. And you can submit your story to be read online at letschatparanormal at gmail.com. And I am currently uh, set up at the Highway 90 Flea Market here in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to come stop by and share a story, I would love to to hear it. And I'm also going to be doing an event on March 19th at the Reading Room Botanica for the Magic Market. So, Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. If, if you would like to, if that's closer to you, it's in Southtown. You can go uh, share your spooky story there. I'll have my recorder on me. And, of course, have a couple of Jesse's spooky paintings that scares everybody at the flea market and some (laughs) of my own drawings. Let me see. What else? Anything else? No, but I I did remember, though, the crazy stories that I was being told the day that I was handing out the cards. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Do you want to share that? I did since... not hear about these. Yes, you did. Uh, I told him about the the weird, the like, goblin. Yeah, the what I can. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so we don't have any creepy updates. Yeah, um, technically, it's not a creepy update. Yeah. It's just like a nice little quick uh, thing that happened. So, like I said, I travel work because of work, and it just so happens I shit you not, I am going to go do some medical stuff and. There's these two ladies literally talking about how this one woman's house is haunted. And she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like my daughter, like the blankets were pulled off of her. Um, you know, the door keeps slamming when nobody's in there. She's like, we don't know what to do. It's happening mm-hmm. again. And the lady go like, do you have maybe a priest? He's like, no. 
it, it, it's not the house. And she's like, what do you mean it's not the house? And like, right as they're having a pause that they saw me kind of like standing and looking for this one patient's room. They go, who are you looking for? Blah, blah, patient. They're like, oh, let's help you go over there. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to eavesdrop. And she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, we were just, I was like, no, no, here's, you know, a card. It's a paranormal podcast. And she's like, what? She's like, really? I was like, yes, uh, feel free. You know, she's like, well, I have to discuss it with my husband, you know, because it's been going on for a while already. She goes, uh, we're not originally from San Antonio. And I go, so you, you can for sure say that it's not the house. And she goes, yes, because it's the same woman that appears to us in every single place. Oh, shit. And uh, they're all, we think that it might be his mother. Because as soon as she passed away, yeah, so she's uh, essentially saying that it was the mother that had passed away from the her husband's side. And after she had passed away, that's when all of this started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and wherever they go, the same one would appear to them. And I was like, do you think maybe it's something that attached to uh, y'all but takes that form? Because it seems really like not good <laughs> i don't want to scare her but i was like you know, yeah it sounds kind of like uh it's just kind of giving your opinion yeah yeah and because you know there were not a lot of details but just based on what i was hearing like it didn't sound like it was like you're getting haunted by a familiar spirit it's more like you're getting haunted by something kind of malicious especially if it yeah. follows yeah especially the way the kids were like she was saying that they were kind of like i guess being uh you know terrorized a little bit um so yeah that was one of them then um I had another uh, couple uh, tell me about some kind of weird flying, like, disembodied kind of, like, almost like a torso that they just saw. Yeah, that they just saw flying somewhere in Von Army. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Ooh, I got to go to Von Army. We're not too far from it. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was like, there was so weird. It's just like, they were like, it's a torso. And I was like, they're like, what do you mean? They're like, at first we thought it was like, a buzzard with like a a part of a piece of human remains oh shit yeah because <laughs> that happens often here in texas guys yeah, yeah so i was all like what? and they're like yeah it's like at least so it was a couple their friends their friend couple that was drinking with them outside like two other friends but they were like you know we were drinking you know we did have like other uh substances like, yeah he's like but we always do that and we have never seen like a flying winged torso yeah yeah he's like and it just kind of like went back under like the tree line like it like hid and like i didn't say anything but i thought like dude jeepers creepers bodies like like the body that like gets all fucked up and it's trying to like find other pieces (laughs) but then i was like i don't want to say that and freak them out even more (laughs) gonna give these poor old, old ladies heart attacks and shit yeah and then uh this other group of older women were telling me about a very prominent complex here that's been a while about this uh, about two to three foot humanoid looking thing with uh arms that go all the way to the ground yeah yeah uh i'm, I'm waiting for the detail really really thick uh like feet like kind of like chubby uh no distinction between the head and the neck a really big mouth uh tiny bulgy eyes you know pot bellied just roaming around the apartment complex, terrorizing them at night. Uh, you know, fucking crazy. Um, he is in the nude. I'm just going to point that out. They said he does not wear clothes. So, like, you know. It's just a little naked goblin. Yeah. And, and at first, I was like, I w- it immediately was going to go. There. I was like, is this schlong offensively small or big? 
<laughs> is he packing goblin meat or is he like would that count as a duende that would count as a duende yeah huh. we have a little duende here in san antonio <laughs> okay. do, like do you want to go see it what no i don't he sounds terrible <laughs> He just sounds like a jerk from what you're still yeah, He does. He really does. He sounds like a fucking Can, asshole. Yeah, share share <laughs> some of the things that he's done. Uh so uh as soon as all the providers leave and the gates close to this complex, he's said to be roaming the the courtyards, you know, terrorizing the, the cats, uh banging on certain doors, um, just kicking stuff. Uh he, they they said he has like a weird kind of like giggle laugh or whatever. And they even told me that one of the ladies that used to live there months, months back was actually attacked by him when she went to go have a cigarette late at night. And uh, she was so taken back by it that she actually left the place. He sounds oh, like shit. a menace. But I mean, he, he, yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, he's trying to bang into the doors to get in. You know, put some pants on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I was just like, Sal just came out of your neck. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. He's our goblin that terrorizes yeah. us. <laughs> we feel you. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to go talk to these little old ladies. Yeah. I just, know. you know, are, are, they, are they silver foxes? No, they're not silver ah, foxes. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> All righty. So I'm starting to think that. Porn might be lying to us about that. <laughs> feel like it's kind of. This doesn't feel real anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, alrighty, so I think we can get into our paranormal potluck stories, right? Yeah, you got the little one. You go first. <laughs> All right. We've established this now. <laughs> do we want to do our countdown? That could be a shirt. I got a little one. I go first. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's so awesome. Our dog is licking the cabinets. I'm not joking. I think it's trying to get to the goblin inside. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So I am going to be doing a short little story on the Platte River ghost ship. And mm. yeah, so I'm again, I'm not going with my original idea. Maybe like the next paranormal potluck, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm going to let it surprise y'all. <laughs> oh. Okay. So anywho's, um, it's not going to be a little one that time. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the Platte River, it's located in Wyoming. And so I'm just going to give you the basic like little condensed version of what this is. So it's supposed to be a ghost ship and it's supposed to uh, be kind of like a bad omen like that brings death. Oh, okay. And so the way it works is that somebody will be out there like near the river and they'll just suddenly start seeing like this really like deep mist and fog and uh, they're like it's just supposed to come on suddenly like what the hell like where did this come from? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. this ghost ship is supposed to come into view and this ghost ship is covered in frost, like the wood. It's supposed to be dilapidated. Ooh. All of the canvas, um, like just everything is supposed to be covered in this frost, including the crew. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like frozen in time? Yes. Yeah, so the crew was there. You could see them out there. and um, So are they just like 
arbitrarily just going about their day just kind of or do they notice because i could imagine right like you're floating by this ship and they're just you know doing their thing right and then they all stop and then look at you no so that would scare the shit out of me no so what's even worse is like they they just roll in and they're all they're not moving they are all kind of staring at you. Oh, shit. And so as they get closer, then the captain of this ship comes up. You could hear his footsteps coming. And uh, that's when you notice that there is something being covered by these ghost crew. And it looks like it's a canvas. And as they get closer to you, they open the canvas to reveal somebody inside that's dead. And that's going to be a person that's supposed to die like that On the ship? No. Or, well, yeah, on the ship. But, like, that's nowhere close to where they're supposed to be. Uh, I'm not saying saying your explanation. They they pull it and then, like, boom. There's a body there that shouldn't be there. Okay, so. You know, God forbid Arnold Schwarzenegger is like. No, see. (laughs) And that's where I was going to get into the explanation, right? I'm not saying that your explanation was bad, Mm -hmm. right? But. What you're saying is is they're rolling by, right? Mm-hmm. They have the canvas cover or the the, the, the body, covered. body covered by a canvas. And then when they reveal it, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be somebody on your ship, right? That you're no, writing. So, oh, it's just a random person. No, no, okay, no. no. So okay, I, so the people that are seeing this are on land. And, oh. And they are seeing this ship roll by. Oh, shit. And so when the ship gets closer and when they reveal the body, it's supposed to be somebody that they know. And they are revealing, like, this person should not be on this ship, clearly. So, yeah. like, is it some, like, a family member, someone you Sometimes, know? Sometimes, yeah. But, like, it, it's not going to be, like, random celebrity or, like, no. the guy at the <laughs> So, there's only, there's only been three, three sightings <laughs> that go along with this story. And so, that's what I'm going to get into next. Oh, okay, well, cool. I, I don't well, think... Okay, so the first sighting was in 1862 by Leon Weber. He was a trapper. He was about a, a week or two into a month-long hunting trip that he had planned with his, uh, and he had his dog with him. So suddenly, this mist rolls in. Okay. And so like the dog's freaking out and like doesn't want to go near the river. Leon actually throws a rock at this mist. What? To like because like it's just so out of place. Natural human nature, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and so it turns out to be the ship. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So he throws it and like he hears a clank or like a hitting an object? I guess so. But like it turns into the ship like the basically that's when he sees the ship. And so as it's coming closer, he sees the ship and he sees all of the dead crewmen there. And of course, he's like freaked out. And but he's also curious. And so he's like standing there watching terrified. And as they get closer that's when they reveal the body to be that of his fiance. Oh, no. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> so there's many stories about this. So it's sometimes okay. it's fiance, sometimes it's his wife. Well, and then there's two other versions of this story the, that what happens next. So the first version is like Leon is terrified, closes his eyes, and then when he opens his eyes, the ship is gone. And so he's just like, Okay, that was weird. Continues on and does not return home until, like, he continues his month long hunting trip. And when right. he does return, his wife is dead. Oh, shit. And so, and then he finds out, like, oh, she died that day that I saw the ship. But then there's the other version where Leon is terrified and he returns home and uh, it's too late. The f- 
like the people in their town are already crowding around at his house. Oh, no. And that his wife is already dead or fiance, whichever version you want to go with. Yeah, yeah. But basically that was who the omen was for, was for his fiance or wife. So do any of your stories or your research, have, have they ever had where the person encountering the ship sees himself on the ship? No. Damn. <laughs> it would be interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, ooh. Yeah. Alrighty. So the second sighting was in 1887 by Gene Wilson. So like Weber, the ghost ship appeared suddenly in the mist. And when the ship was close enough to the crew, uh, was close enough, the crew revealed the body of his wife in the canvas, badly burned. Ooh. But he could recognize that that's his wife. So he's terrified. He goes... He returns to his home, and before he can even get there, he sees from afar that there's smoke, no. there's black smoke, and he, he knows what's happening. Oh, no. And so he arrives to his home, and it's just in ashes, like it, it's gone. And so he's searching for his wife, and he can't find her in, in, this, in this leftovers of his house. And so he goes, and he starts searching, and about 100 yards away towards the river is the body of his wife oh my god uh i'm getting the implication that she like ran out of the yeah. house on fire trying to get to the yes. river oh basically no. yeah that and that was the theory was that she was trying to run to the river so that she can put herself out but she just didn't make it you know uh i, I know this is going off on a small tangent but i've never understood uh so obviously one, I've never seen a body on fire, mm -hmm. nor two, have I ever like been firsthand witness to it. But I've never understood how your body starts on fire. I don't because know. it's flesh. It should just be cooking, right? Oh, like gosh. you don't well, have a fuel to continue, so, or I guess the fat on your body. Well, so what happens when you're on fire is the cloth is the conductor. And once the cloth is on fire... Yes, it burns through your first layers of skin. And then since it's so hot, you literally start oozing. Like the fat the out fat. of your body. And, and that's gosh. another igniter that kind of just... Or it's a propellant, right? Like yeah. it's a fuel. Wow. Okay. Well, and That's why they graphic. always tell you to stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. Like, yeah. So wherever you're at, you stop and you drop and you just roll, roll until like... Yeah. You know, because once you're able to put out your hands, you'll be able to start kind of like grabbing dirt or grass and like slowly trying to like pat out the rest <laughs> uh, of you. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, I, again, this is kind of going off on a tangent. Uh, worst fear of dying. Wh which way? Because fire is automatically my first. Mine is being electrocuted. Really? Yeah. Like oh, I have interesting. That's very, that's one that I don't hear very often. I have a at very all. deep fear of that. I mean, electricity scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But uh, it's it never is. been one of those to where it's no. Like, it it seems like it's so easy to accidentally like electrocute yourself. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. Why I'm oh, just like, you know what? Holy shit! You're actually growing my fear of electrocution. <laughs> you're welcome. Because you never know, like, <laughs> dude, like a like a 16 gauge wire, 12 gauge wire could have like thousands of volts going through it, and you're just like, exactly. Ah, yeah. Dead. Wow. Holy uh, shit. I think mine is like very niche. So I I don't have a fear of drowning because I know it'll happen when you're drowning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. drowning is drowning. But like being on like a ship and it's going down. Oh, and it's like the <laughs> impending death, impending doom. Kind of, thing. yes. I see. So like if that was going to happen, like 
I would I, I thought about this a lot. I was like, I would just shoot myself, but then I was like, but if I, what if I survive? Oh, you know what I mean? Like I'm like oh, I was like, what if like I am that guy like that against all odds doesn't know how to swim, is terrified of it, and I'm the one guy that survives. You know what I mean? Do you find Rose on a door? Yeah. So I'm just like, like damn. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't cheat myself out of that chance of like survival. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. like, fuck. Or or just I guess floating adrift in the ocean. That is the fear. Ooh, ooh. That is the fear. You Floating. mean like the movies that I love to watch? Drunkenly? No, because they're they're dumb. Like they're <laughs> there's a fear that comes where like you're on something, you're alive, but you're in the middle of the ocean without anything, and like eventually you know you're gonna get thirsty. Yeah. You don't yeah. have any protection from the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you just throw yourself to kill yourself easily, or you do you risk it to see if you get saved oh you know what no i actually gotta change mine hmm. being prey Ooh. Hmm. i would hate to be eaten by alive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, i don't know man I, I feel like whatever it would be that was like going at me like let's say the what, what do you think is like the biggest thing that would get you so uh i, I go I guess- bear no, see, and and again, like, uh, th- I guess this kind of leads into my fear of like large open bodies of water, right? That's not naturally my environment, right? Like, I could fucking paddle all I want. I could try to fucking get away from a shark or yeah, any type of shark. shark. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's its environment, right? Like, it could move easily through the water, and me, I'm just fucking like making noise and shit, you know? Like, that's terrible. But like a bear, wolf, tiger. Yeah, fuck it. I'm probably gonna die, but at least I can put up a fucking fight. Yeah, you know? like I'm, you're gonna be blind, boy, because I'm gonna <laughs> gang, I'm gonna gouge your eyes out, bear. I'm gonna take them with me. You're gonna be the blind bear after that. Oh my god. Believe that. <laughs> but I'm sorry to interrupt. I it's just... okay. Yeah, sorry. I always go full gangster with like a wolf or like a bear. Like, <laughs> you're gonna get me, boy, but I'm gonna get your eyes. All right, <laughs> I have one more. Okay. Okay, so the last sighting was in 1903 by Victor Heap, who was chopping down a tree near the river when he saw the ghost ship approach. This time, the body on board was that of a close friend, Thomas Horn, who Victor had previously testified in court in defense of. Ultimately, his friend was found guilty and sentenced to death. Instead, Horn escapes and hides, leaving behind everything he knew and loved, when Victor saw the ghost ship, he could hear a conversation as if it were happening, though none of the crew were speaking. Ooh. And so it's, all right, but I am telling you that you are hanging an innocent man. That is not for us to determine. You were tried and convicted of murder. And so when the ship is close enough, the canvas drops to reveal gallows. Hanging from the noose was the body of his friend. Frightened, he returns back to the town to try and find information, and it's that day that his friend was executed. So I don't, I don't want to ruin the ambiance of your story, but that sounds like a movie. It does, or well, so you know what I mean? Yeah, like hearing the conversation. I mean, that part, uh, the 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 encounter, full well probably could have happened, right? But that whole added, like, you're killing an innocent man, that kind of mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, like, telephone game, making the story sound yeah, better definitely. and stuff. Yeah, And those are, like, the the three stories that are repeated the most. And, of course, there are, like, tiny little ones that that really never 
Yeah, you're really on this little one thing, huh? Oh my god. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not the only one that's noticed that she's just I'm been like. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize that that the is the little one that I kept repeating. Like you that. can't say like small, short, quick. You know, like. Anyways, a morsel of a minuscule stories. She's just like I got. I got a little one. Anyways, that is my story of the Platte River ghost ship. I hope you enjoyed it. I literally was just like, let's fucking learn about some ghost ships. That's what I found. (laughs) Now I want to see ghost ship. The the intro was iconic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, You know, also Carl Urban. I love everything Carl Urban is in. Oh, yeah. He's a hottie. (laughs) He's a hottie patati. I'm sure he doesn't have a small one. Yeah, I was about to say. Stop. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Fun fact, the uh, drinking game, whenever you ever hear her say a little one or a yeah. small one, take a shot. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, all right. Who's next? I don't know. I guess that wasn't decided, right? Uh, no. I mean, I, mine is pretty long. Okay. Oh, okay. And, uh, Mine's not uh, as long, but it is pretty. <laughs> gonna fucking slap you as what are we not are we not talking about stories right now i i told like i told you i'm just gonna find the 10 pound bag of potatoes and i'm just gonna you can't even slap him across the head you can barely lift your son so that is all as the kids say cap (laughs) goodbye anyways let's let's hear your story jesus (laughs) all right well my story is a continuation or I guess finishing off of one of the highway um, spooky mm. stories that we had. So I was able to get back with the people. They were able to actually tell me uh, in full the story more or less. And again, this is all going to be translated from Spanish into English. So some of the stuff is going to sound a little bit weird. I did ask questions, but I was limited on time, so you've got to understand that I wasn't able to ask enough questions. So the questions that you have are more than likely going to be the same questions that I had, uh, (laughs) if not more. So hopefully you and Eric will ask the questions and I will try to answer them to the best of my knowledge of what they told me. So you asked small questions and you're expecting us to ask big questions. (laughs) Big questions, yes. Thick questions. <laughs> I can't with you. Why are you like this? All right. So let's get started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we have enough time, I'll just jump to another one. But let's go with um, this guy is a retired police officer for one of the states in Isidro. I don't want to butcher it, even though it is my first language. Valfaya? Isidro Valfaya. And this is in an area kind of majoring, like, I guess Acapulco or in that region. So it's like a, it's, it's deep down there. So there's like, or back then, how we would say it was kind of like very much mexican country i guess what you would call it okay i know so, i was gonna say is it oh like the country country okay yeah like hills mountains okay, gotcha. uh kind of like desolate i wouldn't go jungle kind of just like middle of nowhere gotcha 
and like this the, like uh, the sticks kind of kind of but like no civilization hmm. okay so okay. it's just a highway that passes from like state to state to city to city okay so okay. they're cops and the majority of the time they're tasked on carrying uh specialized doc government documents from district to district and it's not like a lavish thing but they have to do it but since they're very poorly funded they can't take the toll roads which are the faster ones okay that are kind of like you know like the highways they have to take like the long kind like the, of the fm roads the yes farm, farmer's market roads. so that's what they have to take and of course they're in their, their cop cruiser and you know it's a thing him and his partner load up they get the documents and they start heading that way so as they're heading, they're going to be passing this one part that is very known to be haunted with witches, duendes, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, dismembered uh, bodies, orbs, you name it. It's all happened in that area. Okay. You know, so goes the legends. And of course, they think nothing of it. You know, they're, they're cops, they're armed, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They've got training, so they're not really, like, worried about it. Fueled up, they're in the cruiser. They're going down the road. Eventually, night time falls, and somewhere around, he says, 11.30 to 12, as they're passing this park called Las Palomas, their cruiser starts to kind of, like, stutter, like, kind of, like, start sputtering, like there's something okay. wrong. And the, the panels start kind of, like, flickering, like they're having some kind of, like, difficulty like with the electrical, electrical yeah, yeah okay. their lights turn on and turn off so they're it's like a short or something oh and they're gosh. yeah they're freaking out so sure enough eventually it just goes dead boom 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 just stops middle of nowhere no lights they try to radio dispatch but they're like in the mountains so nothing's getting to them so they go fuck well at least we know that they're gonna we have an eta of when to show up so when we don't get there in the morning they're gonna radio in and go hey these are time sensitive documents where are they and they'll send up another cruiser and they'll pick us up and we'll be on our way so anyways they still decide maybe we can fix it ourselves so they get off to kind of check out what they can do okay so they're messing around whatever they're joking about the situation you know like how cheap <laughs> it is that they got stuck you know in this <laughs> middle of nowhere Little to no uh, cars passing by. A couple hours pass by, and to their luck, this one truck—that's a—that's a, a kind of like a transportation truck with people—is passing by, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we got it. So it's not going super fast because it noticed the the cruiser that's to the side of the road. But he, he's not going. He starts to slow down, and he sees the cops, and they start waving at him to kind of like, "Hey, you know, like pick us up." The dude says he looked us straight in the eye and just kept going. <laughs> Sorry. Did not stop. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So they were pissed and they're like, what the, what are the chances we see another transport truck? <laughs> they're like, remember that fucking license plate? Yeah. <laughs> get so anyways, that happened. So they, they're kind of like bummed out again a little bit. And as they're talking amongst themselves, they start to hear an excruciating yell coming from inside of the transport the dense, no the dense oh but fucking desert oh sorry uh wood area the forest we'll call it a forest so they start to hear this agonizing yelling coming from inside the forest okay 
and they kind of just look at each other like, uh, like you hear that, right? And they're like, like yeah. going to go look for it? <laughs> yeah. But as they're listening to it, it starts to sound like a woman that's in trouble, like in pain. Okay. It's okay. almost like, not like a, you're killing me, not like I'm scaring you. I'm like hurt. So of course they're like, oh shit, like fuck, like what if something happened? So of course not taking any chances. They are mandatory shotgun sidearms. Right, right. So they load up. They load up and they start heading towards the no- the noise. Same thing. They, they you know they're they're falling for them. They're training. They're going that way. And he tells me that it was so weird. And after thinking about it, he he realized it. But at the in the heat of the moment, he didn't. But he felt that like the closer they would get to the sound. It would stop and they would feel like it kind of moved away from them. <laughs> like leading them. Well, not at the point. You know what I mean? Like they, this is an unknown area to them. So at the time, I guess they didn't notice it. But yes, essentially, yes, leading them. So at one point, they decide, you know what? Let's split up. We'll double back around and we'll meet up to wherever the Ooh, noise no, is that's at. never a good idea. I feel like that's some Scooby-Doo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to understand. It's two guys training, and they have guns. Yeah, I, I can understand that perspective. So um, if you don't have any guns or weapons, that's a stupid idea. But they're confident. They're trained. They're officers. Uh, I believe they're both ex-military as well. And sure enough, yes, they find the source of the of, of the thing. Oh, and shit. it is a woman, and she is pregnant and in labor. <laughs> but she okay. looks in shambles dress all dirty torn up uh just covered in filth they can't really see her face because her curly black hair is just covering everything so she's just you know shaking and laboring pain and the man so is she standing there no she's she's laying in like a full you know open up i'm about to give birth kind of uh, position. position yeah and they both kind of stop and they see her and he says that as they're shining their flashlights on her, they can, they kind of like go towards the stomach and they can see it, but it's like moving something like where they're writhing and stuff. Yeah, like something that they've never seen before. Like the best way he could describe it to me is like, he told me, he's like, Miraste la película, like aliens. And he's like, Yeah. Ooh. And he's like, You know when the chest burster is going to come out that you see it? And he's like, That's how the stomach looked. Oh and this God. is through cloth. And he was like, It was very unsettling. And then our flashlights gave out. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck <Yes>. that. <laughs> so they were approaching her and they give out. And they're trying to like turn them back on, turn them back on, nothing. Fuck it. Well, their cell phones work. So they're going towards her just yeah. by cell phone light. <laughs> and as they're getting closer, they see her give birth. And this weird shape baby covered in placenta and blood is just kind of like on the grass leaves area and it's just there and you can see that it's like alive and the woman just tears the umbilical cord he says oh my god she just got kind of up still couldn't see her face and just kind of just ripped it rips and they're kind of in shock but they know they're they're Instincts kick in and they start to approach approach the child. One of them, kind of getting ready to take off his shirt, 
but they notice that the kid's face looks like almost like a like a a smushed bulldogish kind of face is the best uh. way he could describe it with like a underbite and like tusks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so his partner is kind of freaking out too. He's like, "You seen this?" And he's like, "Yes." He's like, "What is it?" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "It's a kid, but what? Why does it?" And he's like, "I don't know. I don't know why it looks like that." And this newborn baby opens up his eyes, and we've seen. All, all three of us newborns open up their eyes, right? Yeah, as yeah, it is, yeah. they're not... Newborns aren't pretty. They're fucking ugly as My shit. My baby was beautiful. He was ugly as fuck on newborns. <laughs> okay, just, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. Was it crying during this time or was so it like it's dead making silent? noise. Oh, okay. Like, not like crying, but like... Little baby noises. No. Like, oh. just making like weird gurgling kind of like... It's not regular newborn noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. you could okay. tell that it was alive. Yeah. So, like I said, weird shaped face too, opens up his eyes, has no pupils, just white. And that's the thing that kind of stopped them in their tracks. And as they're kind of backing up, in the offsite, they see the woman kind of just like do a crab crawl back. And then spring up into both her feet and just start hitting back into the... The, the trees absolutely yeah. not that is horrible and like, they, i would have just started and, shooting and they see her and he says we can clearly see the 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 blood juice and stuff running down her thighs yeah like with every because she didn't immediately take off running she kind of was like in pain trying to take back off into the shrubs and they could see like the stuff kind of just falling out and they're yeah. freaking out and as soon as she leaves the scene they started to hear this thing try to speak. Oh. But it sounds in the best way is that he says that it sounds like a per like a person trying to speak, but like a pig. What? Yeah. Kinda like a Oh my god, I don't ever make that noise again. I hate it. Like when he <laughs> when he when he made that noise, it gave me a shiver too, and like after that. They, he said that his partner started losing it. He was trying to, freak, you know, of course, freaking out as well. And of course, this is all in Spanish. And he says that it actually started to sound like words. And he was saying, I am here to take you. Oh, shit. You belong to me. And they start doubling back. And the, the, he tells them, We have to run back to the cruiser. And he's like, oh, yeah, What? And like, panic sets in he's not responding he has to kind of slap him back into the situation and as he does that this thing stands up on all fours ew <laughs> yeah all fours and he says i don't know how that tiny disamorphic body got the strength to do that because its head was still like you know kind of like uncoordinated down. And stuff yeah but he says on its feet and human hands it got on all fours and it started running after us. Ew. Oh, shit. So at that moment, they tried to fire their weapons. They heard the click, but nothing happened. Oh, my God. So they start hauling ass, and they can hear it because there's leaves and, like, grass. Yeah. And they can yeah. hear it galloping against them, screeching, scre- like a pig squealing behind them. And he's like, I don't know how we got out of there or what we did, but we ended up actually making it to the cruiser 
we saw the cruiser we run into the cruiser but it ends up jumping on my partner's back oh shit he says but at this time it looked like it had grown so it was kind of like in the one two-year-old range and its teeth had gotten like gradually larger yeah and like it had a little bit more of like nails he was but not animal nails like if a human were to let his nails grow yeah yeah because when he took us like a claw at my partner's face the nail got broken off in his face oh and then he proceeded to bite a chunk of his ear off oh my god so he says i did take me a while to kind of respond he goes i snapped and i realized my shotgun's not firing but i can still whack it with the butt of it yeah yeah so he says he got the shotgun turned it around and hit that thing and that thing flew and it heard it hit the ground tumble up and it as soon as it hit the ground landed back on all fours oh my God. and it kept saying i'm here to take you you're mine i'm hungry oh shit so they are able to get back into the cruiser they're freaking out they can hear it crawling on top of the roof of the car moving it hitting the tires and like they kind of have this moment they realize they have a first aid kit he's helping it and he says that the only thing that snapped his partner out of whatever shock he was in was when he dumped alcohol in his ear he says he fucking that pain was so excruciating to him that it snapped him back into reality and he's like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and he's like well we're gonna fucking stay in here i told him there's no way we're going back out there none of our weapons work the radio shot for shit yeah what's that so he could hear them he could hear it uh, from outside still saying you're mine your soul is mine i'm gonna get you but not like how i'm saying it. it's like literally like he said it was like 50 pigs saying it all at once the fuck? he says at some point it sounded like i was speaking some kind of weird language that i didn't understand yeah so kind of gets quiet stops they have a little moment of silence the wind's blowing ambiance is still there but it's quiet so they're kind of able to like talk to each other and they're saying like you know what is it what happened are we gonna be okay and of course they're like you know we are we're gonna make it somebody's gonna come for us and his friend's kind of like freaking out a little bit and he turns around and kind of starts messing with the radio to see if he can get somebody and he turns back around his friend's kind of like slumped on the passenger side but he's facing the back window and he's facing the front window so they can both have different vantage points and he's messing with the radio and he's talking to him and he sees that all of a sudden his friend's face goes blank and he starts shivering and he says i've never seen a grown man in terror like that before or afterwards and as i realized that he was actually following something with his eyes i turned around and that thing was in the back seat (gasps) oh shit and it was on the actual rail that separates the prisoners from us yeah and its fingers were small enough that it was getting to the grate and it had about two fangs into it as well and it was just looking at us straight up telling kept telling us but this time like in a calmer more confident tone like you're mine 
even if you get away, I'm going to come back for you guys. Oh, shit. He's like, I've tasted y'all and I know where, like, you know, basically like who you are, where you're from. And uh, he says they started to panic because it actually started to bend the metal a little bit. So deciding to take their chances, they split up and started running. he doesn't really recall what happened after that he just knows he started to run yeah and he ran and he ran and he ran he says all i can remember is that i ran and i came upon this one tree that was the biggest tree that i saw and i jumped on it it was this talking about pitch black you can't see anything but he Mm. says he he was so big that it took up the visual perspective at night yeah, he's like, this yeah. is it. So he said he just started climbing it in hopes that it couldn't climb. So he said, I went to the highest part of it. He's like, I held onto a branch and I just kept looking down with my biggest fear of that thing, you know, being on one of the limbs with me. Yeah. <clears throat> he goes, and I just waited. <coughs> and to my dismay, the dawn came. And as the dawn came, I started to see the landscape and I saw that I was actually not too far away from property. And as these people in horseback started to come to me, they said, hey, man, what are you doing up there? Oh, shit. And not wanting to sound like a complete lunatic, I told them I had lost my way and that some kind of animals were out here. I, you know, Clearly, they saw my officer's uniform. Yeah. And I told them I had gotten stranded on the highway. If they would be kind enough to take me and they said yeah man but you look you know pretty and he's like yeah i had a rough night you know sleeping up here so sure enough he gets off they give him a little coffee you know they talk to him ask him you know if he needs any kind of help you know he's not telling them anything about it they get him on a truck and they take him to the highway and sure enough they find the cruiser and to his dismay when he gets to the cruiser that thing looks like it's been put through the meat grinder there's claw marks open gash metal the trunk's been open the all the windows were busted uh the tires looked like they had literally been taken chunks like bite marks out of it yeah the yeah. rubber's completely fucking gone and the farmer tells him hey i thought you said you had a deer <laughs> man he goes uh yeah you know i did he's like that i've never seen a car end up like that from deer it looks like some kind of <laughs> feline or like a cool like a jaguar or something attacked y'all and he's like i don't know i wasn't here for it my partner was and he's like can you help me look for him so they start looking for the partner nothing he's finally able to radio because the radio starts working so he's able to radio in and they tell him yeah man we've been waiting for y'all you know what happened finally you know he kind of talks to captain because we have a situation man he goes i lost you know my partner it's a big thing He's like, don't tell anybody. He goes, I'm personally going down there with you. Tells the captain everything. Word per word what happened. Captain kind of just looks at him and goes, you can't tell anybody this shit. You can't tell anybody this shit. He's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you can't. You can't. They'll fucking laugh at you. They'll fucking. They won't believe you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, were you looking at the car? He's like, yeah, I know. I see the car. I see the blood. I'm not going to fucking believe you. Unless you have the fucking thing, they're not going to fucking believe you. Let's just fucking look for him, see if we can find him. So they're able to locate this man. And this man is actually in like some kind of like little cave system. And when they find him, this dude's shredded. Gash marks all over his fucking face. He can't talk. He's not saying a single word. Why does a ghost? 
just scratched up everywhere clothes is completely shredded almost naked doesn't say a fucking thing he says i felt guilty man he goes because i i ran the other way and he ran the other way he's like if i would have stuck with him maybe you know it wouldn't have happened whatever happened to him he goes because he was put on like a three-month leave and like he never spoke he finally like after three four months kind of started to say words but like he was like in a deep sunken place like he was just never the same yeah you know he he quit the force um i kind of tried to stay in touch with him but he wouldn't even talk to me about it you know he started drinking and then he just disappeared i never heard from him from him again he goes um but before that he goes i was tasked because it was our cruiser to take it to the to the mechanic shop you know so it could get done on work because you know that's were low budget so they're like we'll fix it up and official report said hit deer <laughs> and when i took it to the to the state mechanic shop the dude's like well, you fucking hit a deer with this bro <laughs> it looks like it was in yeah. a war zone and he goes yeah, yeah well you know what he goes i'm he'd look at the tire man something bit the goddamn tire and he yeah, goes, it was yeah. a deer man and um he says so other weird stuff's happened to him but that is the single scariest thing that keeps him up at night sometimes damn it and he doesn't know what to think of it yeah um my question was like did you ever see the woman again you know like what happened he's like i don't fucking know after she ran that was it like a whole slew of problems happened after that. <laughs> I, you know i kind of didn't really fucking care <laughs> i was like yeah. i was just and he goes, I, I really don't have any questions anymore about his, like, anything. He goes, I'm just happy to never go through that or see anything like that ever again. Fuck. Yeah, that's... That is a good one. Goddamn, four for four. <laughs> Such a good one. Shit. That's real Ugh. scary. Kind of hate that. they well you know you know how to scare people is walk on all fours (laughs) yeah because i'm i could do that (laughs) (laughs) could barely walk without losing my balance jesus this is true anyways wow that's a scary story yeah that was a good one damn it that was a good one i love it i love it yeah wow don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much when it was telling to me, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just like a lo- at a loss for words right now. That, that's that's all you can do when it gets told <laughs> yeah. to you. Like, well, I mean, there's so many things to try to unpack with the story. Is like, okay, well, what was the woman? Was she like a witch? Was she? Exactly. What what was she? And then what did she give birth to? I mean, what, what is this? Like, is has this a... The, this is how you know... I mean, I personally believe it because he has no, he tells you, I don't have an answer to that. He goes, yeah, I'm just yeah. literally fucking telling you what, what I saw. Somebody else would have been like, well, maybe it was a witch from the whatever. Like, you know, yeah. they'll try to like fill in this, the, the plot holes to their story. But no, it's just like, that's what fucking happened. And I don't fucking know yeah. anything other than that. Same thing with the guy. Haven't heard him ever since. I don't know what became of him. That was it. Damn it. Ugh. I like it. I like it. Ding. I think it's the the an, unanswered questions is they just add more to like yeah. what the fuck. Right. And one tidbit that I might want to add is that his captain said that there was a, 
a specific group of files that go under that incident. Oh, so, so like there's a category yes. or there's a there's a filing cabinet specifically for those and he type says, of encounters. Yes, after that, that was his first paranormal encounter as a police officer and he says it's only been worse because he says uh Mexico or that area is riddled with like cults. Yeah. Satanic Ooh. cults. And he's actually encountered a few of them and he he told me two more stories of that but i'll save that yeah for another time i, I suggest our next episode oh well our next episode is gonna be our sarah the doll all right but uh how about we do police uh, encounters okay i like it yeah, I like yeah it because uh i was gonna do one with the vegas uh ghost caller i don't know what that's that actually on file same thing with vegas so yeah i mean i have a bunch of them that i've just <laughs> i'll switch out like I was going to do the Count of St. Germain and like that in and of itself is just so much to unpack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this is like a quarter. <laughs> of like the history and shit. Yeah. 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 But nice, nice. I, I give you the golf clap. It was beautiful. Wonderful. Wait, right. you said I deserve some cheeks being clapped for me? <laughs> is that what you said? Make a clap? Not little ones. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, Eric, you are up next for our last stories. Yes, uh, I'm gonna try to tug in your heartstrings for the first part, though. Oh goddamn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I cry, <laughs> I'm gonna be so upset. Uh, this is what I'm gonna try to accomplish. Oh my gosh! All right. So, and I decided to go with the happiest place on the planet. Woo! Yeah. I've the never been magical, happiest place in the world, Disneyland. Is that the one in Florida or California? Uh, California. Okay. Wasn't it Disneyland, Disney World? Yeah, Disneyland, Disney World. I don't know. Never been. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there. So I, I want to. <laughs> the way yeah. she says it very spitefully. <laughs> I, I, one day when I win the lottery that I don't play. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I want to put that out there that I've never been there. Uh, there, there is. So so many that I can probably touch on a lot more stories later when we do other par- uh, potlucks. Okay. So, yeah, let's get into mine. And like I said, I'm going to try to tug on your heartstrings for the first couple of ones. Great. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, we're going to do Disney hauntings. All okay. right. So, we've all heard the more popular urban legends like the boy that stood up in the rocket sled in uh, Space Mountain and got decapitated. Oh, my God. All the cremated remains people spread in the Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney is a apparently uh waiting patiently frozen in some cryotube to be reanimated when technology catches up as he should (laughs) i imagine mr burns (laughs) well i mean the story also says that his head was decapitated from his body and is also uh you know stored purpose yes well okay yeah so but that that goes crazy you know i saw a futurama episode back then i just think of it as like you know like in star wars when they get thrown into that uh oh the The, carbonite freezing yeah (laughs) it's just like (laughs) pose (laughs) can you make my ding dong look bigger stuff socks before i get Uh, the supposed rumor that no one dies at Disney. Are you aware of that one? 
Yes, kind okay. of, kind okay. of. Yeah, well, and then the very real human skeletons used as props on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Maybe these are some of the ones that some people have heard of, but they were new to me. And these are the ones that stood out to me, right? Okay. So first, we're going to go to the Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? The ride. So supposedly, there's a ghost of a boy who can be seen in the video monitors of the control room tower. He always seems to be happy and enjoying himself on the ride. But when the boat comes back into the station, the boat is empty. Now, we're going to go to the Haunted Mansion. Among the most popular tales of the park is one of the mother who uh, spread her son's ashes, as many try to do, outside of the Haunted Mansion building. The boy can now sometimes be seen outside the building, apparently crying for help and saying, Mommy. Oh. (laughs) Guests and cast members like to also link this spirit to the gingerbread shingles that go missing when the park converts to its A Nightmare Before Christmas theme during Halloween. Hmm. Every year, a new gingerbread house is built, and apparently that house kept mysteriously losing roof shingles. No one could figure out who it was. But since this was the Haunted Mansion, they suspected it may have been the young lost boy. Now, each year, they leave an extra gingerbread shingle on a separate plate so that the ghost can still have gingerbread without messing with the house. It's reported the piece of gingerbread on the plate has continued to disappear, but the house has remained untouched. So, let's go to Space Mountain now. Okay. This entity is described as a large man with red hair and a red face. The legend has it that he will sit in a seat next to a single rider, then will disappear by the end of the ride. He has also been spotted in the cast member's locker room. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what Space Mountain is. Is that like a... I love that. (laughs) What? No, like you've never Space Mountain? No. No, what is that? It's I don't know what Space Mountain is. Space? No, I'm just saying. It's is a, it a it's roller a ride. coaster? Yeah, it's like a ride, kind of like, you know how they have the. I'm going to Google this. Yeah, it's. <laughs> what's that other place called? Oh, fuck. What is it? The. Oh, my God. I'm, I can't believe it. It's like they, they used to have like the Alice in Wonderland area, and then uh, they have like the mirror. Whoa, is it this thing? Let me see. Show it to me. Uh, yeah, Space Mountain. I don't know if it looks <laughs> like that now, but I know in like the 80s and 90s, it was like a really big thing. Kind of like mm-hmm. they had a lot of futuristic stuff. Like, Are you sure that's not Tomorrowland? Because I've heard of Tomorrowland that is like that as well, but Space Mountain is the ride. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, 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 no. Because, uh, you know, like this kind of sent me down a path of like looking at all the rides and seeing everything because there are specific areas on certain rides that these entities are supposed to find themselves in. Okay. Right. So on the monorail, one of the earliest people to die at Disneyland was a 19 year old boy who, in 1966, tried to sneak into the park during one of Disneyland's annual high school grad night events. This is where the park is closed early so the graduating seniors can have the park to themselves. Man, that's a big building. (laughs) He scaled the fence and then climbed onto the monorail track with the plan to walk across it until he found a place to get down safely. Security did see him and tried warning him of the dangers, to which he ignored, and was not able to get out of the track before being struck and killed by an oncoming train. 
There have been reports from the monorail drivers over the years that they have seen the spirit of a boy still running along the tracks at night. Oh, my God. But the apparition vanishes before the train they are riding gets too close. And I've heard another story where he was, when he climbed this fence and got onto the rails, he did notice that there was an oncoming train. And in his mind, he thought he could duck between the tracks and it would just roll over him safely, mm-hmm. right? But that wasn't the case. It actually ran over him, and it said that they like had to untangle him. Oh my god! And his corpse from the from the rails. Jesus. So, <laughs> so I'm sure everybody has heard, like like I said, the main stories of Walt Disney himself being cryogenically frozen, and uh, it seems like he's very prominent within the park with many accounts of him being seen at random places kind of just you know looking at people smiling waving and then disappearing oh okay i was gonna say like well how do they know it's him like i wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup but if he's disappearing then (laughs) yeah pretty obvious yeah okay never mind (laughs) so another former cast member tells of one story and disney's uh love for trains the disney railroad circles the park and the train command center has a board that shows where the trains are on the track. The cast member says, Late at night, in the far corner, a train would show on the board, and the whistle would blow in the distance, even though there was no train on there on the tracks. The older guys used to say, That's Walt's train. In Disney's personal apartment, it said in the rear stairs of the building that Lillian, Walt's wife, would make him hide here to have a quick smoke, in order for him to stay away from, you know, children's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. On multiple occasions, the security guard that guards this uh, building would smell fresh smoke in the area. Mm-hmm. It happened so often he believed, you know, it was somebody smoking there that wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He would even hide to see if he could catch the culprit. When he would come out to inspect, he would be left by himself and only the smell of fresh smoke in the air. Now, guests and cast members claim to see Disney throughout the park on numerous occasions, but it's this tale that has solidified his permanent presence within the park grounds to many. His spirit seems to inhabit the apartment that I just mentioned, where he would stay when he was sleeping overnight in the park. There's a lamp in the window of the apartment that Walt used to light whenever he was uh, there as a way of letting other cast members know he was on site. As the story goes, one night after Walt's death, a cast member was cleaning the apartment and turned off the light as she left. However, upon reaching the street level, she saw that the light was on again. She returned to the lamp and extinguished the light, but once again, it came back on when she left. In some versions of the story, the lamp was even unplugged, but somehow still came back on. Today, this lamp is left in the window and left burning at all times as a way of symbolizing the fact that Walt Disney is always there in in spirit. Hmm. So, with so many people traveling through this uh, park, right, going through this park, and I'm sorry I didn't get the actual numbers because you could already assume it's a huge amount of people, Mm -hmm. right? And you would assume that tragedies happen, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, to, to... 
make it sound like nothing happens here would just kind of be unrealistic, right? So I want to get into a little bit of the tragedies that actually happen here. Okay. So two weeks after the carousel, and I think this is one that you had mentioned to me, and I wanted to include it because it was among the the kind of popular but not so well-known ones, right? So two weeks after the carousel of progress opened, a new ride operator, an 18-year-old Deborah Stone, was killed when she was crushed between the wall of the moving audience section and the stationary stage. Now, cast members working the ride have reported hearing a voice telling them to be careful. Oh, wow. Oh, that gave me a <laughs> shiver. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can imagine that she died a horrible death and just yeah. that's so traumatic if you would want to stay to make sure that never happens to somebody else again. Oh, yeah. And and um, I did read some details. I didn't want to include it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I guess to kind of to, to kind of uh, bring the the intensity down, uh, cast members did actually report hearing a scream when she was reportedly killed uh and i mean with disney you know the show goes on Mm -hmm. so they had to continue the uh (laughs) the presentation (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the america sings building is also said to be haunted by the ghost of a teenage boy who died in the speed tunnel section of the people mover this is the ride on the outer edge of the building The boy died while trying to jump from one car to another and was dragged along the track before the ride came to a stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, this is is, uh, kind of like the really popular one, right? So in 1984, Dolly Young was riding on the Matterhorn alone in the back seat with a lone child rider in the seat in front of her. In the middle of the ride, Dolly unbuckled herself for some reason, supposedly to assist the child in the seat in front of her. She stood up just before the dip where the other track crosses over the track she was riding on. She hit her head on the bridge and fell onto the tracks. When the next sled came along, Dolly got run over. Oh my God. The story is, is that they had to dismantle the track to dislodge her body. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. It's said she now haunts the big dip on the ride that's now named after her. Lights almost never work in this area, and cast members who inspect the ride at the end of the day claim to have seen her apparition here, along with the unsettling feeling of being watched. And then there's other smaller accounts that I just kind of wanted to put out, you know, like Mm -hmm. favorable mentions and stuff. So like the the puppets within the small world attraction, Mm -hmm. when the electricity... And, you know, power is cut from the building. They do randomly spring to life out of nowhere. Oh, I hate that. And sing the song. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I think it's also within this building that there is a story that an emergency evacuation did have to happen. And as the people were leaving this, the the attraction, right, the small world attraction, it's here that uh, one of the tourists actually took a random picture. And it's a photo of a child uh, hanging from the rafters. Oh, my God. What? As they exited the attraction. What the fuck? Yes. It said this boy had taken his life by hanging himself from the rafters within the small road attraction. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) terrible. Yeah, it is. 
there is so many stories within Disneyland that I I I can get to a lot in the future. Uh, so like also the other accounts of cast members who on really hot summer days that pass away within their costume. Oh my god! And it's said that they are placed in a position in a pose that looks like they are not passed away and uh this is this is alongside the rumor of no one dies at disney oh my god so if a cast member is uh severely injured or you know in (laughs) in the uh bad situation that they pass away in the costume they have to remain in the costume they are put in a position that is unsuspecting of the uh, untimely demise and waited until they can be removed from the park. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> is that true or that's a rumor? Uh, so it's a rumor. Oh there, there haven't been confirmed. But, I mean, if How that's would the you case. Know? If that's the case. Yeah, exactly. How <laughs> would you know? How would oh you know? God. Because there are photos out there of you know kids taking pictures of like pluto right sitting on the bench and it looks like a guy who's just had like a heat stroke oh my god on the bench and he's just kind of sitting there slumped over and the kid unsuspecting is taking a picture just like hey you know yeah they're like oh shit he's not walking around let's take a picture with him yeah yeah. and they're like does he want to get up and he's like oh no pluto's gonna be sitting down for this one guys yeah and there is uh, somewhat of a handler within the area uh, also who is aware of the situation, but tries to play it down so that nobody is, you know, the aware. Yeah, that the... makes me so sad for them. <laughs> sorry. I mean, that's the one that's getting me. I'm sorry. Really? The kids passing away? Or, well, like in the costume, because like, you know, they're just trying to do their job and like they're trying to, the people that are having to be in those costumes, I assume that they're going to be happy have some level of dedication you know oh yeah absolutely and so like to to pass away though and then have be like disrespected and posed (laughs) after i hope that i hope that's not real again i'm gonna get fired up right now (laughs) (laughs) dear disney yeah i'm never going even though i've never been Oh, but, I'm sorry about this, Jennifer. How about two free tickets? I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And just so happens you yeah. see a dude sitting on a bench. Oh, my gosh. Church. Take my picture, Jessica. That's Jesse. so scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be like, are you alive? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, so, uh, so a few of the other things that I... I like, you don't have to worry about coming. We're banning you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to mention a few. And then there's, there is... Uh, a strange thing that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there is small uh, a small trigger warning, but I'm gonna keep it very PG. I'm not gonna be very detailed about the accounts, right? But uh, so a couple of the other very re- like occurring spirits that are often seen is a elderly woman in an old time wheelchair, right? Like that is one of the details that they often emphasize within these stories is that they'll see an older lady in a very old wheelchair randomly in uh employment areas like employee only areas Mm -hmm. uh some custodial staff has said that you know they'll be sweeping the area and not realize that they just seen you know because i mean they see thousands of people so seeing a random person isn't going to strike them until they realize like oh I'm in an employee-only area. I need to get this person out of here. Only to realize that she's just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've also seen, you know, strange apparitions within the locker room. Just like I mentioned with the one before. But there's multiple ones. 
uh, like I said. And uh, I got into a kind of an argument with my wife because she got <laughs> upset about the skeletons in uh, the Pirates. the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. And I was trying to explain to her, it's not illegal to own a skeleton. It's illegal how you get it. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, it's illegal. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can own your skeleton after oh I get God. rid of you and they clean it and they don't realize what I did. I can have it. You know, it's just the way it this works. This is true. This is why I've always been a strong adamant of when i do die i want my bones uh silver plated <laughs> and handled in generations of my family like this is grandpa and then this is great grandpa this is great great grandpa oh and i just sit like at a mantelpiece on a fireplace holding a beer yeah or, or whatever they want to do oh, i'm man. down for it you want to put some goofy glasses on me go ahead grandpa's game oh my God. you want me in your room cool just if you're gonna jerk off take me back outside please <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Silver plated grandpa. Yeah. So yeah. Uh but I, I do wanna say that uh like I said, it is legal to own a skeleton. Uh just not the way you acquire it or certain ways that you acquire Watch it. this episode be used as like this was his last will and testament. <laughs> we know so like the, our listeners crowdfund me to be like, we need his bones <laughs> <laughs> Like he can't be cremated. I'm sorry. Oh man. Okay, so yeah, like like I said, uh this is going to be kind of a strange one, but I found it very interesting because I was completely unaware and it makes sense, right? So it, it seems to be an unwritten rule amongst regular goers to give advice to like a newcomer. And one of the rules and one of the things that strangely happens very often, even, and this is at no fault of Disneyland, right? Or, or the Disney theme parks. Right, because they do everything they can to keep their their staff and you know uh, theme park goers safe as possible. But one of the things that I've seen a lot of regular goers tell, like a newcomer, is do not leave your children alone. Facts. Do not leave your children alone there because. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the trigger warning? Yeah, uh, because there happens to be a lot of uh how can i say it jen uh, unsolicited touching mm-hmm. right of of you know older people and children and that just blew my mind because again it's one of those things that i wasn't thinking about but mm-hmm. then i was like holy shit it's sad that that's that, that that's something that you got to be aware of mm-hmm. at a place that is supposed to you know inspire happiness and stuff like that and but be yeah. so family oriented yeah yeah and uh yeah that is just terrible mm-hmm. terrible terrible but uh yeah that that was, those were my stories on disneyland wow i didn't know a lot of those that's that's great thank you for sharing yeah, um you're, you're welcome i i know it was kind of a small one but <laughs> but you didn't go first so you weren't the smallest <laughs> anyways my question though is like let's go back to the beginning okay how are people trying to to spread ashes there like are they bringing a whole ass urn yes and you know one of the sad facts about it is is of course disneyland isn't just gonna leave these things there nor do they really have any right to uh kind of be respectful of it Mm -hmm. so sadly the truth of it is is that when these people do go and spread ashes all across the park Mm -hmm. yes there's there's like the popular areas 
But when they spread them anywhere, sadly, custodial just comes, sweeps it up, and throws them away. Yeah. And yeah, that's so like, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I know you would like to imagine that they would just stay there, but yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm just all like, I'm sure they got some big ass potted plants. Just take me in a baggie. <laughs> what? Jesus shaking your head. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there's there's so many stories like and and so I just told you the urban legends. Mm-hmm. I haven't even gotten into like a lot of the firsthand accounts because there's like this one story where like the Dumbo ride where these two uh, ride operators were cleaning up the ride and stuff and they started to hear kids. And this was after hours, and these kids are laughing and playing, and they know that there's no one there, so they inspect the area, and they make it all around the ride, and then the ride just springs to life, and then the multiplied voices of kids' laughter and voices and, you know, running around and stuff like that just grew exponentially, and uh, then everything just went suddenly quiet and dark, and these two operators were just, they, they did the right thing. They they got they the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. As they should have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. I hope you like that. Yeah, I did. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. One day I'll make it out there, you know. <laughs> You're just gonna be poking everybody yeah, in gonna, costumes. I'll be like, Are you in there? Are you okay? <laughs> Man, Do you we need some water? You because you keep... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be all of the Disney characters mom out there. <laughs> Do you need water? <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to be a Disney water boy? <laughs> I will do it just to make sure that they're okay. Hire me, Disney. Yeah. I require a lot of money, though. And, you know, there, there is such a rich history uh, with Disney and how he came into this. Like, so the original story is, is that he was sitting at a park with his daughters playing and the epiphany hit him. Why isn't there a theme park that you know, caters to the family experience. Mm -hmm. And like through his time during the forties, he was looking for this and he could not find it. So really Disney is a revolutionary concept. It, it really, uh, kind of, it was one of a kind and it continues to be a staple for like theme parks. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, his Imagineers, you know, like he, he created WED, yep. which is where he uh, gathered the money and he was going to use this as a staple to gather like the world's leading engineers or really professionals, right? From carpentry to engineers to everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he put those two words together, you know, that's the Imagineers is imaginaries and then engineers and you get Imagineers. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible how this park actually came together. And he, for the most part, from my understanding, he had an involvement with a lot of the original attractions. Yeah, he was very hands-on. Yeah, yeah, he was very hands-on. Uh, so I, I could see how a presence of his could still possibly be in the park. Yeah. It's so. no action park, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. All right. I, I want to go to the, what is it in Las Vegas? The kitty farm? The kitty farm. What's that? Oh God. What is it called? I don't know. You're talking about the bunny ranch? The bunny ranch. I want to go <laughs> the to the kitty farm. Ranch. Sounds cuter. <laughs> like really? We're just a bunch of kitties. Anyways. Um, all right. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. All Always right. wrap it up, gentlemen. Oh, my God. Everything I say. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you again for listening to our 
podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> our innuendos. Yeah. Alrighty. Anywho's. Um, hope you have a great week ahead of you. Think positive. Drink your water. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.